0: My name is Steve Layton and I travel the world finding amazing and delicious coffee for you to drink at home. Some make coffee difficult to understand and complicated, but here it's my job to make it easy and fun and tell you what's in my mug. Hello and welcome to this week's In My Mug, episode 436 I believe, jolly good to see you. Don't know where the weird voice came from. Sorry. Uh, No, welcome. Good to see you again. Um, And uh, excited about this week's coffee. Excited because I love Brazils. I'm sorry. I'm guilty as charged. I should like Kenyans. And I should like Ethiopians. And I should like Funky Naturals. And I love a Pulp Natural Brazil. They're just so easy to drink. Um, This week's comes from Paseo which is in the Sul de Minas, south of Minas Geras. Um, it is a farm that's around about 1,000 to 1,250 metres above sea level. And um, it is called Carmo Estate. Um, Carmo is owned by Al- uh, Tulio, uh, I to said Aldolfo, which is a different farm. Uh, and Tulio uh, has been a coffee farmer for as long as he can remember, and it's always rude to uh, show somebody's age, but over 40 years. Um, and owns probably the biggest farm that we buy from. Uh, this farm produces around about sixty to 80,000 bags a year. Um, if you were watching last week's In My Mug, I talked about Bolivia as a country producing twenty to 30,000. Gives you some idea of how big this farm is. And lots of the coffee that he's grown on the farm is not specialty. Um, Tulio will be the first to admit that probably half of it really isn't specialty. It's a commodity grade coffee that he sells on a, in a different market. But Tulio's expanded into this ex, experimental varietal place that makes him one of the leading producers uh, in, uh, in Brazil. Let's go look at this week's map bit and let, let's come back and talk about that varietal. Welcome to this week's MapBit and MapBit I'm really excited to share with you. Um, we are across the Atlantic Ocean and we are going to South America and in particular we're going to focus down on Brazil and uh, yeah we're going to talk about that in a minute but before we do Brazil is completely self-sufficient in its energy. Um, for such a big country it's quite an impressive thing, um, I'm I'm impressed anyway Um yeah, we're going down to the state of Minas Gerais and the state of Sao Paulo. Uh, but this is Minas Gerais and Fazenda Paseo. Fantastic texture of the uh, sections of the land planted. You really, really get a feel for it. Um, if you look in the, uh, the, top, the top of the picture, top middle, you can see the farmhouse and all of the buildings. And then surrounding it, you've got all of the drying patios and the processing. Um, this is me on Paseo here. And um, yeah... I, I don't think we'll ever see that hair again, will we? Uh, and uh, yeah, here I am. Uh, when I visited with the red hair, um, everybody was telling me that they thought there was something wrong with me mentally because I'd done it um but yes i i, I like it aldolfo is uh is a wonderful wonderful man even if he thinks i'm a bit strange you can just really get a feeling for the texture of the land on this map bit and um, the highest point is pico da neblina which is 2994 meters above sea level the lowest point is the atlantic ocean that we've just flown across um i love it when map bits are this detailed. i hope you enjoyed it too So the varietal is called Arara and Arara uh, I can find very little about hopefully by the time you're watching this I will have posted something somewhere about it um, Because I'm desperately sending emails off to all of my varietal friends uh, to find out a little bit more about it I know nothing uh, apart from as far as I can see it's only really in Brazil uh, Which is that's common that's something that happens Um, So yeah, so the coffee tastes Exactly how I would expect it to taste. Brazil's have this beautiful thick mouthfeel. It's texture driven. Chocolate. In this case it's dark chocolate. And a beautiful hazelnut finish. Like it is just like it's like a whole nut bar. It really is. The chocolate is almost like a little melted chocolate. Um, I can drink this all day. And I probably will after I finish recording this. Um, it is really, really uh, an interesting, uh, interesting coffee. Let's go look at their fact file and uh, let's talk a little bit about Tulio. Hello and welcome to this week's fact file. And as always, figures may change as we've got them wrong. Uh, but this week we're focusing on the country of Brazil. Of course, the biggest coffee producer in the world. Um, 8.5 million square kilometers of land in Brazil. Um, it's a big place. It's as big as most continents. It's, the course, the biggest coffee producer. By 33%, um, produces 49 to 51 million bags per year, um, which, trust me, is a lot. Common varietals, where you have Bourbon. Tipica, Catura, Catayi, and there's a lot of different uh, varietals going on. Uh, Coffee grown fairly low, kind of 610 to 1200, 1300 meters above sea level. Um, We work with 10 farms in Brazil, um, something that uh, is unusual for a specialty roaster, but we love Brazil. So Fazenda Paseo, owned by Aldolfo, the variety is Arara, altitude 1100 to 1200 meters in the ...region of Minas Juras, near to the town of Alfinas. That is the fact file. So, Tulio... Um, ...I think he's fairly unique in the coffee world. He wants to give away parts of his farm. Um, people who work for him are quite often encouraged... ...to take on pieces of land, build houses on his land... Um, ...and be more involved in farming for themselves... And then they'll sell the coffee to Tulio, who will then process it and then sell it to, to other people um, and into other places. It's remarkable what he's doing there. The social projects that he has on the farm, you know, he he, he has he's investing in schooling, he's investing in healthcare. He's really doing all of the right things that you want a producer to do. Um, you know, he has a lot of land. It doesn't matter if he gives a little bit to one producer who then comes and processes with him. It mean, makes it more manageable and means that he can get you know. Different coffees and more amazing cups. Um, it really is uh, a, a stunning place. Right, let's go to Roland's daft fact of the week. In fact, let's type him up Roland. In 1969, a gang were arrested for using beetles to climb into the fare boxes and take out coins. The Beatles were also arrested. Where does he find these facts from? Beatles robbing fare boxes indeed. Right, into the espresso. Mm. And I missed my mouth. I did really good there. Oh my! Oh! The dark chocolate is like... dominant. Like, not in a little way. In a big, big way. That is like really high cocoa content dark chocolate the texture is amazing like, and that is all like um, natural processing it is texture 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 chocolate 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 um, not a lot else in the espresso like it's not as complex as the brewed coffee was but super interesting like super interesting into the milk Interestingly, this one has slightly different milk to what I normally use, it's an unhomogenized milk. And it really works with it. Um, That's weird, the last, this is the third uh, in my mug in a row that I've really enjoyed the milk drink, but the sweetness of the dark chocolate, but the milk takes the edge off it, so it's not that crunchy, it's just like a a Bourneville. You know, it's kind of like, just, good. You know, nice, sweet, interesting, delicious. Um, not getting a lot else. Like the, 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 the brewed coffee was definitely the most complex. But this is fantastic. Mm. Love it, love it, love it. Listen, get rid of my cappuccino moustache. Um, thank you for joining me. It's a, always a pleasure to see you. Thank you for watching. And do remember, life is definitely too short for bad coffee.